Thanks for tuning in to the Bethany Sermon Podcast. We pray that this message helps you grow in your faith with Christ. If you'd like to find out more about what's going on at Bethany or GIF, you can visit us online at bethanysite.com or download our mobile app. Merry Christmas. Oh, thank you for coming out and braving the ice, and we didn't know what was going to happen, so it was so great to see you, and I get to uh, share the message, and uh, uh, we're in this series this whole month of Advent uh, called Jubilee, and uh, the word Jubilee is this uh, uh, concept that comes from the Old Testament, the book Leviticus chapter 25, and it's the idea uh, of basically of a blowing of a ram's horn, Yubel, which became uh, Jubilee, and it's the idea of of freedom and every 50 years there would be in Israel this this call this blasting of the horn and there would be freedom and you would be freed from all your debt all your credit card debt all your uh, car debt everything would be free you would get back your land that your your clan originally owned and if you had sold yourself into being a bond servant to get out of debt you were freed it's just this wonderful concept and the Lord Jesus Christ uh, when he goes to teach in his hometown in Nazareth he sits down in the uh, the the synagogue. He actually stands and reads. Then he sits down and teaches. Uh, but when he uh, reads, he reads from Isaiah 61, which is about the year of the Lord's favor, which is the Jubilee. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Uh, the year of Jubilee, and this is the idea of, of this freedom. And so we've been looking at it each week, and this week I just wanted to talk about uh, the modern-day concept of, uh, of a party. And, and we're celebrating the Lord Jesus Christ's birthday, so it, calling it a Jubilee Christmas party. And uh, one thing about parties, uh, well, there's a few things I want to talk to you about having a good party, but I want you to know I'm not really qualified uh, to talk about parties very well because I'm not really a party guy. You know, I never have been. Uh, I grew up in a strict fundamental Baptist church where we weren't allowed to dance, so I don't know how to dance, you know. So if I end up on the dance floor with my wife, it's, you know, it's, it's it's ugly, you know, it's just not very good. And then I don't drink, and, and so that always puts some people off. And then, you know, if I'm at a party and I don't drink and I can't dance, and they ask me, what do I do? <laughs> I'm a pastor, you know, Debbie Downer, uh, uh, you know. Hide the beer, the pastor's here, you know. It's just you know, so, you know, uh, terrible in parties. But I, I do enjoy parties, you know, and, and I, as a... As a a person that goes to parties and gets invited to parties, I get to see people celebrate in some of the best times of their life uh, being a pastor. So let me give you a few things, uh, three things that you need to have a good party, three things. And, and I'll be looking at some of those uh, verses that uh, Pastor Stu uh, had read to you in the Advent candle. So the first thing you need is, is like a good invitation. You need just like a really good invitation. And I get invitations all the time uh, to weddings and to birthday parties and to anniversary parties and, and to showers. And it, it's wonderful. And, and, the, and, and the invitations nowadays are amazing. And we put them up on our refrigerator. And we got these magnets that hold them up there. And people take the most beautiful pictures. And uh, it's just awesome uh, to get those invitations. And uh, one of the best invitations 
invitations ever in the whole world is found in Luke 2. Uh, there were shepherds that were living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were terrified. And then a little bit later, after the announcement, uh, there was a whole host of angelic hosts, you know, choirs singing glory to God in the highest. That's an invitation. That was just the most amazing invitation. And those shepherds were stunned and they were terrified. And uh, that is the kind of invitation. You need a good invitation. The second thing you need is good news. For a good party, there needs to be good news. Like, we have really good news this summer. Our daughter uh, uh, finally is able to get pregnant, and Aaron and Katie are going to have a baby at the end of March. And uh, uh, when uh, all this stuff happened, you know, it was such an announcement. It was so exciting. And uh, next week, uh, we're going to have a, a shower, family shower for Katie. And uh, there's just something wonderful when you have these wonderful parties uh, to be able to have good news and usually the ones that I get invited to I have all these good news there's baby showers and then now there's this new thing that's been around for a while called a reveal party where they say you know it's either a boy or it's a girl and we don't know and Katie and Aaron have an envelope you know and I said have you opened it yet and she said maybe on Christmas day and then I asked her you know yesterday are you going to open it and she said no we don't want to know it's just like oh you know <laughs> is it going to be you know George Schiffelbein or is it going to be Georgia Shufflebine. So we'll, we'll see if that happens. Some of you caught that. Anyway, uh, weddings, you know, you get um, good news at weddings. These two people come together that love each other and birthdays and anniversaries. And uh, in Luke 2, verse 10 through 12, it says, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news, good tidings that will cause great joy for all the people Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Messiah, Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in claws and lying in a manger. And this is the, the, the birthday party for the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is the good news. They've been waiting for thousands of years for Jesus to be born. And, and this is the most wonderful news that could possibly be. The Messiah was born. The third thing that you need... The third thing you need is good gifts. I don't know if you like good gifts or you've been wrapping good gifts or you still got to go out tonight late and, and find some place that's open and buy some more gifts for Christmas. But good gifts, you know, really make a, a good party. And uh, I have under the Christmas tree... Um, my wife's gifts, my wife Elaine, and I have uh, some real practical gifts, you know, and it's not an iron, it's not a vacuum cleaner, but real practical gifts that she wants, that she's asked for, and I have those. But I also have a special personal gift that says to her, I love you, I love you. And good gifts, you know, many times are ones that we give that says, we love you, or we, we adore you, or, you know, we worship you. And uh, one of the most uh, amazing things is in uh, the story of Matthew, a little bit different than the Luke 2 story. Matthew 2 tells the story of the wise men, what we call the magi, that were coming from what is now modern-day Iran, Iraq. And it says, when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. And on coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. And they opened their treasures, and they presented him with gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. 
And there's this wonderful picture of the, the wise men, the magi, handing the gifts, you know, uh, to Mary and worshiping the Christ child. And good gifts are wonderful. And all those gifts are gifts that you would give a king. And they were looking for the king of the Jews. And, and they found him. And it's the most wonderful, wonderful story. I don't know if you've wanted something this Christmas, if you wanted something bad. I'm at that age where there isn't stuff that I really want that badly, you know, like pajamas, you know, socks. You know, I don't have any really great. But when I was in seventh grade, I really, really wanted a 10-speed Schwinn bike. I just wanted one. I wanted a beautiful Schwinn 10-speed that had the bar, the handlebars that curled under. And we did not have money, and my dad was going to Bible school, and there was no way I was going to get that. But I wanted it so bad. And uh, I remember waking up on Christmas morning, and there, next to the Christmas tree, was this blue, brand-new Schwinn 10-speed, and I'll never forget how much I loved it, and I rode it over to Reseda Park, and I rode it, you know, a couple years in high school. I rode it to school and back every day, and then I learned to drive, and the bicycle became kind of unimportant. I still liked it and did it once in a while, but I don't know where that bicycle is now. It just kind of slipped away, and and something that was so important to me in seventh grade, I don't have anymore. And I don't know if you've ever had a gift that was so important and it gets old or it wears out, but I want to tell you about the greatest gift that never wears out. It's so important to have good gifts, and the greatest gift is that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And God the Father gave Jesus Christ to us, that whoever believes in Jesus shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. I think it's so important for us to understand that Jesus is this gift And of course, I'm going to talk about that. In the last four weeks, I've been saying to people, you know, this may be the the Christmas Eve that you give your life to Christ. And we've had some people that have indicated that God is working in their spiritual journey. So I'm going to give an invitation. But I want you to know that there's this important verse, verse 17, that's just important as uh, John 3.16. And that is, God did not send his son Jesus into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And when I talk to people, a lot of times people have feelings of condemnation or they feel unworthy or they have to do something for God to get to that point where they could even accept this gift. But I want you to know the only thing that you need to do to open up God's gift, a relationship with Jesus, is to believe. Whoever believes, it says, you know, the the tidings is for all people. It's good news for all people. And it's for whoever. And whoever means anybody and everybody. And you can have eternal life. And the path to the Father is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, you may ask, how is Jesus the greatest gift? Because you may not be convinced that Jesus is the greatest gift. So let me just give you a couple things. Uh, Jesus is God's son. And he's the most precious gift that the Father could give. You have no idea how... Uh, in love God the Father is with his son. Like I love my sons and I love my daughter, but the relationship between God the Father and God the Son is so strong and he gave us his most precious gift. Another thing is Jesus is our jubilee. 
And he actually becomes our jubilee, that he's the one that sets prisoners free and he makes the blind to see and he takes captives and he releases them. And we've been released from, from sin and death and, and even the evil one when you come to know Jesus. Another thing is Jesus is the victor. He's the victory. That when he died on the cross, he conquered death and sin and Satan. And then Jesus is a friend of sinners. I don't know if you realize that he's a friend of sinners. I don't know if you've ever had a falling out with a friend. And a lot of people have this idea that, you know, if you do something wrong, if you're in a relationship uh, with, with God, you do something wrong and you kind of fall out, you fall away. But I want you to know that Jesus loves us just the way we are. That he loves you, that he knows you, that he died for you on the cross and came out of the grave alive. And he loves people and he loves sinners. And then I would argue with you that Jesus is the way to the Father. That you can know Father God by coming to know Jesus Christ and asking him into your life. I want you to say yes to that invitation tonight. I'm going to say a prayer, and if you agree with this, you can say it out loud. But I want you to know that the shepherd said yes. They left their sheep, and they went in to Bethlehem to see the Christ child. The, the magi, the wise men, they left uh, Mesopotamia, and they went on a long journey, and they followed the star, and they said yes to that invitation. So I want you to know that I want you to say yes to the Lord Jesus Christ and invite him into your life today. Revelations 3.20, Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. And it is the most wonderful thing that you can open your heart's door to him. I have this prayer. I'm calling it a say yes to Jesus invitation. Uh, in a little bit, I'm going to have a, a response. The response is actually you just text in your, on your phone, yes, uh, and, and, uh, and we'll, we will follow up on that, on your spiritual journey. But here's the prayer. And if you agree with this, I want you to pray. And maybe there's just one person uh, that wants to ask Jesus into their life. But this is so important. And as I say it out loud, you ask Jesus in the quiet of your heart. Lord Jesus... I say yes, I believe in you. Please come into my life. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Forgive me for my sin. Yes, I accept your gracious invitation of eternal life. Yes, I promise to follow you the best that I know how. Amen. And I want you to text yes uh, to me. And we have a phone number that we put up that you can just text yes you don't have to put anything else. You don't have to give any explanation. Just say yes. And you believed in Jesus tonight. And we will follow up with a text message. And, and we will get back to you and begin to give you some tools. If you want to, you'll get some tools for your spiritual journey. And we think this is a fantastic way to start New Year's. I mean, start the New Year knowing the Lord Jesus Christ. So text yes. And then I'm just going to pray for everyone, and, and then we'll uh, get ready to start taking the water offering. Lord Jesus, just thank you uh, that you are the reason for the season, that you love us, that you're our jubilee, that we can have a relationship with you. Thank you, Father, for sending the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, 
Amen.